Welcome to When Will It End? Too Fast, Too Furious. We are. Can I say something? Yeah, of course. Right off the bat? Yeah. I hope this never ends. Me too. What? Uh, the Fast and the Furious? Or no, just on... this. We are, at, we are <laughs> live at the Bay of Miami, sitting on the beach. <laughs> well, feet up. The sun is in our Actually, we are too... Miami? What? Your thing says it's like 56 degrees. Do you think it's 56 in March? In this Miami? would be the coldest day in Miami ever, I think. Okay. No good. This is a, a one of the best examples of compromise between creative partners I've ever encountered. We are what you being a little fussy ass, and then I'm being like, can we we can just go outside? Fine, Look, let's just go outside. It's a Sunday. I barely slept this weekend. The fact that and I know I took a nap before you throw that in my face, you overlord. Hey man, I'm I'm loose this weekend. You are wearing I'm chill for the listener. Charles is wearing a tie dye hoodie that is. Uh, this is the same tie dye hoodie I wore on the episode when I had the flu. Of course, I, I remember was, that. I came over and I was deathly ill, and I recorded three episodes, and I wore this most of the time. You know, you were dying, but you were also loosey goosey. Yeah, those were the hang. days. Yeah, those they were the, the days. My cat is watching us uh, through the uh, through the the door. He's scratching. You cut it out, Harry. Harry. Harry vomited between uh, episodes. Yeah. It's been quite a beautiful day. It's but been here an we are. Day. Here we are outside, recording outside. Is this the first time a podcast has ever been recorded outside? No. Oh. Ne- I thought it, it was. Thousands have been done outside. Really? Yeah, thousands. Huh. Maybe even hundreds of thousands. What? Are, wait, which ones are. I've never. Whatever. I think we're breaking ground. I think for a movie podcast, you know, that's huge. <laughs> You know, probably the most popular type of podcast that exists. That's probably not true. Business podcasts exist. People listen to those, right? I guess so. I don't know. Probably people make those. Probably people make those. I just like I can't imagine anyone who's in business. Like what? What schlub is listening to a fucking business podcast? If you listen to business podcasts, fuck off. No, no, get at us. Tell me, I'm not Josh. This is a new me. Mm -hmm. I'm no longer aggressive. Yeah. I want to understand. <laughs> You're trying to open your third eye. In the wake of the disaster, I mean, this is going to be released well into the Democratic primary. We're already, I would say, pretty... Right, but like this is going to be a month or so later. Sure. Already, I'm like, I just want to understand who's, who's mm. voting for Biden, who's, who wanted to vote for Warren. Right. Who are you? Uh-huh. And I'm not mad at you. I'm like, what is what is you? What is you? That's the question. You yeah. know, you, you go into society, you see people. Maybe they're wearing a big white T-shirt. Maybe they're wearing a West Coast Choppers T-shirt. <laughs> maybe they're like, both the same person. Maybe they're the same guy, and that guy is Paul Walker. Yeah. Uh, and you're like, who is this guy? What motivates him? Yeah. What makes him to be so fast and so furious? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's really interesting because uh, we find out more about that. Much, much, much more. In Too Fast, Too Furious. Yeah, we're into Too Fast, Too Furious. And look. You know, you know the drill. We watch the movies. We tell you if they're good. We watch. Shut the- up. <laughs> hey, hey, hold on. What? I said what I said. That was good. <laughs> yes, I did. You it. nailed it. I you nailed it. it. I was thinking about it. That fucking. Will worked. you tell my girlfriend that I finally yeah, did it? Good. I'll text her. I don't. Think she I won't believe me. She won't believe you either. No, she'll believe me. It's true. You're you're pretty objective on this. She she knows how important it is to you that I not that I fail at that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, okay, we, we watched Fast and the Furious on, for our last episode, and we were left wanting both faster and more furious uh, movie making. And I would say, my good friend, with mm. John Singleton's exceptional 2003 Too Fast, Too Furious, we, we get a real change of pace that is 
vitally needed. Well, so much change. This is this is gonna be a hard one to talk about. I think to stay focused. Well, this, no, is, I mean, this is like a. I, I I can't even think of a similar situation we're in right now. We've watched many many series, but this isn't this. We're entering new ground. Well, this is a hard pivot because you watch Fast and the Furious, and you're like, oh my god, this Dom Toretto character is fascinating. Right? What a, what a dark, brooding, sexual being, full of mystery and intrigue. And he watched his daddy die in a horrible car accident. <laughs> And maybe it was his dad screaming, maybe it was his screaming. Who knows? Who knows? Well, we Who's know. to say? I mean, the people who told me, he told us that story that yeah. he screamed. He did but scream. I remember the end of last. How arc. embarrassing your dad dies and you're like, oh no! <laughs> oh, not my dad! I'm burning alive! No, yeah. kid, that was your dad. Yeah. Just shut the fuck up. You quit appropriating his pain. Yeah. At the end of last episode, you were basically only not asking when will it end because of the promise of more Dom. Right. Basically. I mean, you liked other elements. You're like, this could go somewhere. But your whole thing was, Dom is a fascinating person. Finn is doing a great job portraying him. I don't want to lose that. And yet here we are with Too Fast, Too Furious. And guess what? What's the first thing we lose? (laughs) You've fucking seen this thing. You didn't even remember that Dom wasn't in this movie. I think at a certain point, the memories of being in high school and the cars racing all blend together into one general, like, jambalaya of brightly colored cars in in various sunny locales. Yeah. And let me say this. I was talking about comparisons to Bad Boys in the last episode. We are finally out of L.A., baby. (sighs) Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Sad feeling L.A. So I guess in one one way, you said this is the... Bad Boys Two of the Fast Saga, right? Which is a really, which is a smart thing to have said. I disagree with it, but I, I, in one way, it is that it also takes place in Miami. (laughs) That's one of the dumber things I've said. It's the second movie in a series that's set in Miami, and there's cars in it. Yeah, and you're trying to make some point about like the continuing of a like a personal saga. Or something, but I don't, I don't know. I, I say all kinds of stuff in the heat of the moment. But back in the, to my point, wow, we're so relaxed. We should record every episode outside. I got, I'm taking a I photo of you. This is really listeners special. must know that, like, they could tell right from the start. Like, what are where are they? What drugs did they take? Actually, in, the, in this case, honestly, yeah, a little vitamin D, baby. Yeah, <laughs> and I took a nap and a gummy. I know I haven't taken a gummy. Oh, yeah, great. Wow, you seem so relaxed. Well, I need. I'm, I'm. I was so fucking tired, and it's it's hard to watch action movies when you're sleepy. So I'm talking about <laughs> when you're sleepy, when because you're trying to lull yourself into a state of relaxation, and they're driving the dang cars so dang fast. Oh my god! Will they ever stop driving those cars? I hope not. Okay, you're talking a minute ago. You 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 pilloried me. You lampooned me. You you ran me up the flag just to laugh at me that I had mistook elements of one and two and i want to point out that that's the impact of these series is that they create a space in your mind like you know can you clearly distinguish the events between parts of eight could have happened in five parts of seven could happen in four like I mean, at a certain point like it does it, it, it's a space you, right. you live in but we're now and we're, we're uh, i said we're, we're entering new territory we, we have this has never happened before mm. we've never watched especially we're entering a nine-part series where part two removes what we thought was the main character, moves to a different city, introduces many new characters. It's like, it just, we were expecting a sandbox to play in, and they just were like, no, that original sandbox is filled with toddler shit. We should go get a better sandbox. And, and they and give they us they a that. lean, mean, fucking awesome movie. Machine. What, what do you think, Cousin Lance? 
It is a beautiful movie directed by John Singleton of Boys in the Street. <laughs> yeah, that's what uh, he would say. Uh, did I say Boys in the Street? <laughs> no, Josh, no. I'll, I'll edit, edit that point. out. Don't worry about it. Please don't leave in I'll edit that Boys out. in the Hood. Oh, God. <laughs> Boys in the Street. This isn't good. I need to go now. You know, relax. It doesn't matter. Also, John Singleton's dead. Hey, man, I already Rest said. Rip, honestly. What a fucking legend. Triple rip. Triple rip. Trip. We we said last episode, we're two ignorant 30-something-year-old white men. I'm 29. <laughs> Why are you doing this? It'll be 30 in a month. Two month, Two plus months. Whatever. We're, we're talking live. about racial movies. We're oh, going to make some blunders like you, you sound so much boys worse you talk in about the it. street. It's okay, John. I'm so, to, everyone, to John Singleton, to everyone in Boys in the Hood... Apologize to Charles, to thank you. To African America, to America, to the film community, I apologize for referring to John Singleton's classic film as Boys in the Street. Yeah, and Lawrence Fishburne. Thank you. Yeah. Why was he in Boys in the Street? He was uh, <laughs> one of the beloved members of Boys street in the Street. Boys. Street Boys. <laughs> this is my. I'm going to remake it as Boys in the Street. Uh, it's going to be bad. So here, here's so we're much in the same way that you, as a listener, might. Feel relaxed in this outdoor space that we found ourselves in. Mm. We immediately felt relaxed in the first thirty seconds of watching uh, Too Fast, Too Furious. Right. The, the when you go from a movie that is like an absolute fucking happy meal to like a, a finely crafted three course dinner by 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 a, by a chef who maybe you've seen him on the TV shows of chefing and he's very good at it. Chefing. Mm, chop chop chop. Chop? Are you talking about the show Chop? I don't know. What chef guy from Famous Chef TV? This movie is competently and confidently directed, and it is beautiful. And what's so cool about this is that the first the first speaking role in this movie, finally, you know, we're seeing the the the, the and we're 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 walking a fine line here, Charles. And I want to yeah. run this by you. You were making a big stinkity stink in the last episode about. Oh, you can't watch this from the vantage point of knowing what's to come. We're trying to watch this as it progresses. This movie takes a massive step forward towards the family that we that we all love have come to lo- know and love for the last twenty years. I'm glad you brought this up. So, so I mean, this is yeah, this is a big. We're hitting on one of your this more is a annoying takes. It's not really a fight. We, we don't really disagree. You're just we're just phrasing it differently. But in this movie, we start off with Ludacris as Tej right off the bat. We get Ludacris' Tej. It introduces us to another street race, like from the first movie. But unlike the first movie, it is clean. It is well told. There, it's not just sort of this like weird bacchanal in a street. We see the road closure signs going up, like basic right. visual storytelling that like builds oh, like, camera work. That's like there's shots. There's, there's so many shots actually in this set movie. up shots. The person, the cinematographer of Too Fast, Too Furious, is like an actual working cinematographer. I don't know what happened on the first one. I mean, it looks like dog shit. Yeah. The scene where where uh, where uh, Tyrese and Paul Walker talk with the sun setting behind them, yeah. and it's the emotional climax of the film as two old friends reconcile their differences, and we understand more about Paul Walker's motivation. Yeah, like, that was that's really an nice. incredible scene, and it was beautifully shot. There's a right. really like you get the initial shot, and then the camera just pulls down, and then it sets up the next shot. Yeah, all in one take. It's, it's beautiful. beautiful. It's beautiful. A lot of push ins. Mm. I like a good push-in, and whoever did this is, is... They do a lot of those cute things where, like, we have the four cars lined up, and we get, the, like, the sweeping down the line shot, and, and there's that one thing where I love... This is the kind of shit I live for, and, and we talked about speed racing in the last episode. This yeah. is, this this race feels like a speed racer race yeah. in a good way. Obviously not 
nearly the heights of Speed Racer, but it's... it's well, so not the it's, emotional depths of Speed Racer. Oh, Dios mios. Neither the heights nor the depths, but mm. somewhere in there. But they do like the, the coming into focus down the line. Everyone turns and like nods towards Paul Walker a, a, as he joins the race. It's just yeah. really all this little. It's just visual candy. The first movie feels like a real hack job, like really bad. It next does. Time. I think we go from like a like charitably a two to like a nine. It's like a crazy <laughs> transition to make. Absolutely, yeah. The, the first one was we talked about it. It's it wasn't a movie. Like we, we realized we didn't really talk about this afterwards but the whole for me what i would say as a filmmaker the emotional climax is person a is fucking person b's sister mm. person b makes a big stink about why don't you just use their names because these are well known this up mathematically Ugh, lord you got x and you got y okay any movie i'm not i don't want to i don't want to say this is just brian specific. is fucking mia who's i'm just saying Don i don't Toretto's want this to be sister. specific to the fast saga yeah let's avoid specificity in the movie no i'm saying show. we're talking about a story as old as time <laughs> joseph x, campbell x is fucking y's sister okay z x z wait fuck this is like the roller coaster <laughs> thing all over again shut up why is like if you break z's heart why is what listeners are saying right now I will break your head. I don't even know if that's... Is that a good thing or a threat? It's a threat. Oh, okay. X suddenly goes, I'm a cop. Y says, I hate cops. And for me, that would be a moment where... He's he wants to kill him. He, he's like he has to grapple with emotional like shit that's well, hold on, out of nowhere. In, he's put the this best in context. friend now. Dom, <laughs> Dom and Brian have been best friends for like. You know, Years. 35 minutes. minutes. Like, it's a really big deal. Yeah. Tom Toretto, who we know to have in his gang, guys like Vince, who's known since the third grade. Not a gang. Sorry. Team. Excuse me. Team. Um, that was rude of me. I didn't show respect to the Toretto family, and that's on me. And I apologize. No, I want to apologize to Dom. I want to apologize to Mia. I want to apologize to Brian. I want to apologize to Vince. I want to apologize to Jesse. Rip. Rip. And I apologize to you, Charles. Thank distant, you. Uh, Thank you. Distant, like, I don't give a shit. I just want to be in there. Yeah. I want to be a part I, of the team. want to be included. Yeah. So you play like a loner, but you really want to be part of the team. Oh my god! Um, but but so they just totally like they have one moment where he's sort of peeved and then drives away, and that's <laughs> yeah. it. And it's... like that's not a story. The person, the people who made Fast and the Furious, were not storytellers, right? Also, the part where like Brian like blurts out these a cop to Mia is very abrupt and very strange. Yeah, it's not like Point Break at all. No. Okay. <laughs> That's one way. Okay. It's not like Point Break. Right. Anyways, this is when he pivots away from all that. And in a way, it's a good reset because what you just pointed out is, is very real. There's a lot of big emotional themes in Fast and the Furious that are very crudely rendered. I think there's some good mo- individual moments and some good acting. But like by and large, uh, Paul Walker's performance is not terribly credible. The, the, there isn't a real sense of sort of where this is stewing up into. And this movie is like, okay, we're going to back away from the big you know, Hunter and the Hunted theme. We're going to go back and focus on Paul Walker and try to understand him more and his motivation yeah. more. So you were is, saying it's the birth of the family. Right. Because we're bringing in, in the first movie, we, we've met Letty, we've met Dom, we've met Mia, we, we've met some of the, the, the Toretto-verse, if you will. But now we're filling out the Walker-verse. And I know the Brian-verse just can feels... we find an... The O'Connor-verse? Well, can we do not do verse? I feel like verse is the overarching... Okay. In the like, Venn diagram... We're, we're talking planets. In now. the various Venn diagrams of... solar system. What, what amounts to the ultimate Galaxies? team. We're now fleshing out Brian's... What is the hierarchy? ...segment. I don't... Does it go universe, please, galaxy, please just pick something and we'll move forward system? with it. Does it go... Is the universe the biggest? Yeah. Because there's... Yeah. Okay. Un- universe is very big. <laughs> It's only one of them. Very big. 
It's only one of them. Okay, this movie decides to flesh out Brian's portion of the cosmos, and we we Galaxy. get we are introduced Galaxy to Brian. my new favorite character ever, a character Which one? I've always loved, but like, I forgot how much I loved him. No, as much as I love Tej, as much as I love Suki, some mm-hmm. great people there. I'm not speaking ill of them. We get Roman in this yeah. movie, and Tyrese explodes into this movie and is so electric and cool and very hunky and a very attractive oh man. He takes his shirt off, and I was like, uh, "We were saying, you know, they, they, they're running, they're trying to impress the mob boss, and they do this crazy car zoom, zoom, zoom to go pick up this package for him. Then they get on sort of saunter over to the target, and we were like, why don't they go faster? Then Tyrese pops <laughs> that shirt off, and we were like, uh, take your so time, slow it on down, take your time.' Um, he is phenomenal in this movie, yeah." And, and he plays, of course, Roman is, is Brian O'Connor's old chum from back in the day. But while Brian became a cop, uh, Roman was a criminal, got busted, and he's angry at Brian because he yeah. feels that Brian's responsible for his bust. And but, not the good kind of busting. What? Oh, the like tube top busting. <laughs> Lord. Dios and Mios. Uh, yeah, and it's, it's, uh, it's really well set up. I mean, I wouldn't say it's the most subtle thing. It's very well constructed, and you sort of see it. But both of them are so... I feel like Paul Walker was in chains the last movie. I feel like he, he didn't do anything. And here we see his smile is so wonderful and like I could live in that smile and everything feels so real in this. And he's maybe not the best actor, but this is what he should be doing. Well, it's, it, it's the dynamic of in, in Fast and the Furious, Rip. In Fast and the Furious, it's all about him, you know, being undercover, forging this bond and like he's reaching up to this this like mythic figure of Dom Toretto. In this movie, it's him and his old you know chum from back in the day. Yeah, when they were boys in the street, and and that familiarity boys in the street reads that familiarity like that he's trying to craft with Dom doesn't really exist in the first movie. But this they're thick as thieves, man. Yeah, it's great. It's great. Roman's busting his balls. Roman's like, you're always getting in trouble with girls. And yeah. Eva Mendez shows up. We get we get Eva. Also, I'm glad glad we watched Turbocharged Prelude. Oh, Lord. <laughs> because you see it, it keeps getting in trouble with those girls. Oh, yeah. We did watch the short film called uh, Turbocharged Prelude. Yes. And by watch... Cool name. Charles watched most of it while holding the laptop and we moved out the gear <laughs> to the porch while I <laughs> loudly complained about having to watch it truly a, a sub-DVD extra quality. It <laughs> wasn't a movie. No one spoke. People were speaking, but they decided to overdub it with just bad music. Which in the first movie, by the way, we, we didn't really mention this in the first episode. The first movie has a lot of music choices that are very irritating. Yeah. And, and this oh my god, yeah, of, that's true. We didn't talk about it at all. It's crazy. Yeah, there's like, scenes where it's just like really loud music with di- like with lyrics. And they're having a conversation. Right, it's crazy. And then they'll just cut to a different piece of music, and it's, it's terrible. And this movie, I think, actually harnesses the sort of, like, shitty EDM that this series is, like, you know, soaked in, where, you know, they, they, they reserve it more for the big moments. There's, like, some space to breathe, and there's, like, a lot of tension in this. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, what I loved about it is that, like, kind of like Bad Boys 2, we're getting this, like, you know, crossing the sea drug cartel guy who's, like, really fucking evil, evil. He's, like, a psycho dude. Yeah. I loved him. But he's also very human, too. Right. I don't think he goes over the top. I actually really you said he's like a sort of like a Matthew McConaughey or a Or Jason Clark. Jason they Clark. call it the Serenity Paradigm. But I actually think I like this actor best. Inside of all men exists a Matthew McConaughey and a Jason Clark. I think that's what Serenity was actually about. Yeah. Like just not, those two joking. white guys. That's yeah. the two uh That's all. That's it. Uh but I, I think um that the the actor who did play what is his name, Verone? Yeah, Verone. Yeah, he was perfect. He was a little more laid back. I think both, especially in 2003, I think both Clark and 
and um, especially Matthew would have been a little bit, you know, chomping at that scenery. Yeah, for sure. Hey, can we award an MVP? Yeah. By the way, I've been thinking we should do we should award series MVPs. Like at the end or every episode? We could do individual movie MVPs and then series MVPs. It's something I thought about as a good thing we should have been doing. I like it. We should have been doing the whole time. Okay. I want to nominate, we can debate this. In the first movie, the great Tom Barry plays. So we're just going to retroactively assign one starting with the fast. Fast no, first. no, we're going to start series. here going forward. So oh. just with this movie, we'll pick a, a point of movie MVP. Then we'll appoint a series MVP. But should I MVP. do, should we be doing one, two, since we are pretty fresh with it? We can choose them. We are pretty fresh with it. <laughs> um, <laughs> what were you going to do? He was going to do something people, but he bailed. He bailed out. I, it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, it would have been edited out. We'll never know. So we'll never know. You'd never know. I'm going to edit this out. We'll never know. Have I edited anything out, Josh? I think it's, you must, I pray you've edited something out at some point. We'll never know. Okay, in the first movie, so. let's let's worry about the first movie MVP in a minute. I want to get. I want to start where we start. Okay, I said what I said. That's pretty close. Tom Barry in the first movie plays one of these day ass feds. Oh, I like way, where you're going. He's way up the asshole. And excuse my French. No, to get French it up. He's right up the asshole of those poor Miami cops just trying to do their job. Sort of. <laughs> kind of. It's hard to tell. <laughs> it's really hard. Their objective is fucking mysterious. It seems like the sergeant is more hellbent. I'm going to give him MVP for the first movie because he's like, look, you're an undercover cop. Uh, just be, your fucking just be yourself, man. Yeah. Just, just, you know, don't go crazy. If that means betraying everything you hold dear, go for it. Yeah. What a fucking terrible uh, supervisor. <laughs> Anyways, uh, in this movie, Tom Barry's back as the feds, but now they got a new fucking piece of shit to deal with the U.S. Customs Department. Oh, my God. That overarching regime. We hate those Customs people. The U.S. Customs Department. They're the new Gestapo. I, I mean, said it finally. I don't think they're the new. They've been the Gestapo throughout the entire history of America. They probably were the Gestapo before the Gestapo. Yeah, the so, Gestapo learned a thing or two from the U.S. Customs Department. Right, and this time, you know, they're the, the fucking dinglings riding our boys, and it's terrible, and we hate it. Um, and Tom Barry's our friend. Yeah. And now Tom Barry is our, is our fun guy. And he cares about Roman and Brian. He really he does. He cares about their well-being. I He's ta- funny. Yeah, I called him avuncular. You did call him avuncular, which I think is accurate. It's it's lovely. He's a... Uh, a large-framed, tall, loving man. And he's that way the whole movie. I really think that getting a new director, getting new writers, they changed... They, they like, changed the dynamic. They really um, did. And it's nice to have an African-American director at the helm, because it's it was very obvious that the last movie was completely helmed by white guys. You don't think Rob Cohen's black? Director Rob Cohen? Rob Cohen? Yeah. I mean, maybe. I don't think so. It's. It, I would be very surprised because it just seemed like white people writing about race in 2001. Yeah. And sucked. But yeah, it's nice. And then it's just like, I think uh, this, what's his name? The actor? Tom Barry. Tom Barry. He just got a whole new way to, to relate to these characters. And he is perfect. When he goes and visit Roman for the first time with uh, Paul Walker. They go back to Barstow where we Brian, learn Brian came Brian. up. Him and Brian and Roman came up in Barstow, which is a sh- in a shitty part of the valley. Or n- yeah. not, not the valley, forget me. Just ignore me. I don't know California. I'm not, I, I, I don't know why I pretended to. It's not the valley. It's the Inland Empire, right? It's in the middle of fucking... It's like the the, the shitty in, like, inland Josh, part. Josh, you know why, why I didn't correct you? Because you don't know either. Because I don't yeah, know, don't know shit. Yeah. We're New England pieces of shit and we'll yeah. die here with New England in our bones. Probably. They I go like to Barstow. It's beautiful country. It's beautiful country. Look at it God, out there. I've never seen you this happy, like, consistently. <laughs> you should really be outside more. I know yeah. you say you work in a glass box or whatever, but this is <laughs> this is nice. The, the, the sun, just the sun on the face. Imagine imagine in days of yore, 
you know, when we when, had no podcasts, we had no, you know, daily grind, and 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 you just you lie in the grass and feel the sun. Are you talking about like? Emperors? Mm, yes. Okay, imagine being an emperor. Imagine being an emperor. Wow. I can feel it. Master of all you see. Do you think any of your ancestors were emperors? I'm Jewish, dude. We we were, I think, strictly at the mercy of emperors in okay. almost all circumstances. Yeah. You strike me as uh, not of a uh, You don't think blood. I have royalty? I am a direct... Maybe like a disgraced count or something, mm. you know? Yeah. I'm, I am a direct descendant to uh, the vice president of this country. Of Mike Pence, Charles Fairbanks, uh, Teddy Roosevelt's vice. So rather, you should maybe a vice president of this country, because the guy you're talking about was vice president. I want to say 120 years ago. Well, I did say direct descendant. That is a clue that maybe it wasn't the current one. But yeah, you're a. You don't look like Mike Pence. Thank you. If anyone's never seen Charles, yeah. One, God, I'm jealous. Two, doesn't look like Mike Pence. Nothing like Pence. They go to Barstow because Roman's got a friggin' uh, ankle monitor because he got in trouble. They really like that shot. They love that. They show shot. us they over show and over again. But but it's about personal liberation. You know yeah, what I mean? absolutely. That's why I want to go back to talk about family. We just got to Barstow. I know, but you brought it up, and I I never got to counter. I don't think this movie is about family. I think that was a game they played to get us back to these characters that initially Vin Diesel fucking bailed on this project. In an interview in 2017, he said, while I understand why I did it, now I should have done it because for the loyalty to my fans, I should have done the best that I could have with what I thought was an inferior project. Which we both agree is incomprehensible. I don't get it. He brought up Francis Ford Coppola. He's like, they, they didn't do what Francis Ford Coppola would have done, which is a very common phrase, probably in the industry. Again, we don't know anything about L.A. Didn't Coppola want to shoot Apocalypse Now in Vietnam or something? I don't know. Whatever. But th- this is... A much better movie, and probably because Vin Diesel's not in it. That's my theory. Not that Vin Diesel detracts from the film, but I think his character was... Wow, you just stretched out. I didn't even know that was an option. Do I have that option? I was saving that for a moment. <laughs> oh, God, you're going to fuck it's it fine, up. It's fine, it's fine. Don't worry about it. All right. Um, I, I leaned back in my chair, everybody. So I think this whole family thing, like if you... Talk to anyone, like the first joke you're going to hear about the the Furious verse is like, Oh, my familia. Like, it became about family, but that's not what it was about. It was about liberation. It was about respect. It was about becoming someone that you want to be rather than someone that you're forced to be. Well, also, kids, also, when you know, Roman's talking to the mob boss guy, he, you know, Roman's like, I got a problem with authority. Yeah. And the mob boss goes, I have that problem, too. Yeah. And he doesn't care that Roman stole his cigar cutter and he's kind of a dick. Yeah. He's like, I get it. What, what this world is that we're exploring in the Fast and Furious universe is a story of outcasts and outlaws finding their truth in the margins of society. Right. And then you watch a rat get put under a bucket on someone's belly. and Someone's belly. <laughs> someone's belly. Our favorite. The guy most likely to play a crooked cop. Ever. That guy from... Uh, well, especially if Christopher Nolan's directing. The yeah. guy most likely to be cast in a Christopher Nolan movie and least likely to be cast in anyone else's movie. And the most likely to be sworn to. Yeah, he's the he's the, the hotel attendant in Memento. Right. Yeah, I like him. He's great. And and famously, what does Christian Bale say to him in Batman Begins? Uh, respect my authority. Swear to me. Swear to me. That's what it is. But he says it differently than I said. He says, swear to me. Swear to me. No, he doesn't. Swear to me. Is it the musical version? Do you think they're ever going to do a, a Dark Knight musical? That's what we need. 
That's definitely the next step. <laughs> are you just going to take a nap? <laughs> I'm like so Eat close slow. to death right now. You're, no, you're not. Fuck off. I'm just, I mean, this is. You, you're fucking basking in the sun. I'm so Taking happy. a picture of this. this is so nice. Close to no. death. <laughs> I'm so close to death. <laughs> Let me Leave rephrase. Me alone. The French, you know, the French call coming. Yeah, a little death. Lippity mort. Oh, there he is. I don't know if I said it right. Yeah, you did. Your mom is learning French. She is. She's using, using Duolingo. Yeah. It's really cute. I yeah, she's it. got a good accent. She's, you know, she's really committed to it. She's a brilliant woman. She's working hard on it. What's she doing that for? I think that's, you know, the... the should I ask her? You should definitely want to ask her, too. Like, she's retired. I think she's trying to, you know, keep herself on the bleeding edge of culture and so learning a romance language is what classy people do. But she's not planning a trip to, like, French They'll go Guinea back to or... France. Yeah, they're going to Guinea. Yeah. Guam. No, not Guam. I don't know about Guam. They're right. going to the Congo. Yeah, the Congo. Like, it's Belgian, but that's pretty close. I can't tell them apart. It's pretty close. It's like the Ivory Coast. Thing. Could be the Ivory Coast. Yeah. And the Lord knows they've been to Morocco. I feel like France has gotten, because they were not very good at colonialization, they've really gotten off the hook in the last, like, this millennium and the last half of the last millennium. I don't know about that because there's, there's the whole thing with the war in Algeria which was a, a massive you know Yeah but disaster. who knows about that except for like historians and people that watch that one movie. <laughs> well I mean I, I mean like they mowed down well they killed hundreds of Algerians in that I'm not saying they, I'm saying that because they do not they did not do what the British did That's true. They are They're still, like, somehow uh, out of the conversation of what Cologne, like everyone's talking about what the British did. Well, okay, for example, the Germans did a terrible job establishing colonial rule because they were such a fragmented... Uh, yeah. And well, they, they, didn't and they did co- the Holocaust. They were on the coast. And they did the Holocaust. I think you need to be on the coast to be in the game. It certainly helps. Yeah. Because Germany just ceded uh, the Treaty of Westphalia at the in 1648, ceded a lot of their access to many of the major waterways to their immediate neighbors to find peace after the Thirty Years' War. Yeah. I just read a book about it. It was mistake. fucking amazing. Oh, did you? Really? I sure you don't did. Just know I that? haven't mentioned it, but I did. <laughs> Veronica Wedgwood. Oh, God, The Thirty Years' War, one of the best books I've ever read. They go to Barstow, which is where Brian and Roman are from. Roman's got ankle monitor on still. He's still mad at Brian. And what does Roman do? You know, He's still in prison, but how does he express his freedom? Through busting up cars? Demolition Derby, baby. Yeah. So we get a intro. great little shot. Great intro. Right. And I think what's cool about the first movie is that it really leaned away from, I think they were feigning grittiness, but it really is not a very gritty movie. It's not gritty at all. And this movie, there's like, maybe it's Singleton, maybe it's the cinematographer. There's really some great grit to this. And just seeing like Roman like getting his rocks off, smashing cars with his dank ass Demolition Derby ride was so cool. And like, I like that it was like just covered in, in dirt. Yeah. Like that was just a nice little touch. It's a wonderful touch. They didn't need to do that, but they like, I don't know. It's just made it feel really, I should have brought my sunglasses. Jesus. Yeah. You're sort of, you're going through quite a journey here you're on going, the porch. I'm right in the sun. Yeah. You looked happy. Now you look miserable. Yeah. Just like, yeah, put, just don't look straight into the sun. You can angle yourself too. It's not going to help. I got to look at it. It's not going to block. Yeah. I'll sit like this. There you go. Oh, look at that. Oh, look, look yeah. at you. This is great. This is the best thing we've ever what done. What a great episode. I'm so happy. It's going to be a shit episode. <laughs> just going to be like, well, they seem to have Why are they so relaxed lying cool. in the sun <laughs> they're, they're less angry and, and uh emotionally knotted up than normal mm-hmm. no but okay so this full this this whole sequence was great like underneath a swollen gray sky we see roman and brian fight it out their childhood anger at each other yeah well well bear well fucking to our guy tom barry movie mvp fucking agent bilkins pops a squad starts eating, literally eating popcorn and watch them punch each other in the face yeah it's sick 
I, I'm going to try to use my MVP. Um, I honestly think it might go to Eva Mendez. She's great in this. She's really good. Yeah. I think she's a little underserved. The script doesn't really give her as much to do, but I like her. Like the the okay. So the end of this movie is one of the my favorite endings to a movie ever. And it, I feel like it is the kickstart to the the Furious verse. It definitely is the moment where, and it's 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 brilliant visual storytelling. So in the first race, which is again. Yeah. Just to go back to that for a minute. I let's, don't... let's do that. I want to talk about the cars and racing. Because okay. the first movie promises a lot and delivers... Very little. I would say zero. Right. Zero. As, as, you, were, as you were pointing out, the way that they choose to shoot the the racing in the first movie sucks. We don't really... There's no tension. It's just sort of like they're relying so heavily on bad visual effects and bad sound editing. We don't really get the sense of what's actually happening. This movie kicks off with one of the best races I've ever seen in a movie. Yeah, and it's also... It's not even... The way it's shot, it's just like, how interesting is a drag race? I never understood drag racing and people watching. It's like two cars going fast, straight for a quarter mile. Who, who gives a shit? The first turn, they took a turn and I was ecstatic. I was like, oh my God, they are turning. Yeah, you noted that in the first movie, like, maybe they're turning. We have no way but of they knowing. Aren't. <laughs> they aren't. They make it very clear that they're just, but even still, yeah, it's just straight away after straight away. And here, even on the straightaways, they're playing with it. Like they're trying to pass each other. They can't. Like they're using each other to draft. It's like they're they're actually using the space in a way that we can feel like, oh, I'm a part of this. Well, in the first race, you have four very simply and elegantly told characters. Yeah. Who we get their personalities. We get their personal little sub stories. We have the guy who you know he's he's a little doubts himself a little bit, but he's he's holding on to that lead in front until the last minute. Then we have like the the rude guy he's, who's sexist, he goes crazy too. who grabs good. those butts. Remember he grabs those butts. Yeah. And he's and, he's and he like, says he doesn't want to race with women. And Suki's skirts, driving a pink car and is an all girl team with the pink car. And and she's like, "Fuck you! I'm, I deserve to be here." So everyone has a little mission that they're on. It's very well told. We have a spatial relationship between the different characters, so we I could tell you where they are in relation to each other. Yeah. And and it sounds like we're pointing out something obvious, but when that's missing from a race scene, like in the first movie, you're really watching nothing. Right. And there's no tension. And then this solves that problem. And I felt they were eager to show that as soon as possible. Yeah. It's like when you're playing Mario Kart and you have that like little map in the middle that shows you everyone is and like everyone's focused on their screen, but it's so comforting to just be like able to glance down there and see the overview of the entire map and see where everyone is. And I feel like this movie had that. It had the little map. It obviously didn't show it to us, but like it felt like they had the map while they were making it, and they like really made it clear. And I also really liked that each yeah we had four characters, and they all ended so differently. Yeah, you have of course uh, Brian's going to win. We know he's going to win because he's cool, so he wins. But like Suki is in last for a while, and then she comes into third, and then she gets some second. The guy who was sort of cowardly and doubts himself is the only of the two guys, the one that jumps the bridge. And he just crashes, but he still does an okay job. And the fourth guy cowards out. Yeah. He doesn't do it. So they all have like very different arcs within this one race. Like I know I'm pulling a lot out of this one little moment, but no, but it's huge. It shows they they saw they closed that gap that was so apparent yeah. in the first movie. The gap of no one having a personality, and and the stakes of the race seeming the stake, completely yeah. the stakes of the everything unintelligible. Yeah, right. So th- yeah, it solves all those problems. It's it's really thrilling. Um, and then you know later in the movie we get another 
car sequence, like mm-hmm. another controlled race sequence where they got to race to get fresh cars and their GPS trackers. And we get a whole other, and we don't need to go to this in as much detail, but again, like they do a really good job of the visual storytelling where you get excited about the racing. And in the first movie, you're like, oh, Dear God, God. I'm going to sit through another one of these. <laughs> and, and it's in a fucking car movie. You really <laughs> don't want to be dreading the car parts. But I think this was cool because this was also a straightaway with one turnaround. Mm. And it's a relay race. And it was a very cool, like, they turned that into something where they played chicken. It was like, it was actually a very inventive use of space. Again, they used the space. Ugh. It's great, and it's very simple, and, and, and it was nice. I was like, oh my God, how are they going to do it? It was sick. Yeah. All of this is to say... The movie chooses to end on a note that is so fucking sick and truly ridiculous, which gives us, again, in the in the complicated historicity of how we're watching this, knowing what is to come and appreciating the evolution in real time, when Roman and Brian launch their car off that boat ramp <laughs> and land it on the fucking yacht of the drug dealer just to fucking shoot him before he shoots them and save the day, and Eva Mendes, of course. That's, that's why I brought it up, was that Eva Mendes doesn't even really need their help. Yeah. Like she was about to get shot, but maybe she wasn't. Maybe right. this whole like disastrous boat launch was like a silly exercise in masculinity and she had everything under control. But the the parallel between the end of the first movie where you know, at the end of the first movie, you know, we finally get Dom and 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 Brian finally face off in their own straightaway. And I, I like, I think honestly, it's not a bad race. You know, the, the, the train's coming; it's truly ridiculous. It's they, so fucking they dumb. They shoot man. over the railroad tracks. <laughs> it's it's so silly. Like it's so it's just dumb and silly. And like the like the fucking as we've talked about in great detail, we will not reiterate this. But the the fucking ending truck robbery is so stupid and 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 idiotic. And the ending race, I thought it was cute. You didn't like it, whatever. This ending of like launching the car off of the ramp onto the boat is just like an absolute like spike the football. Here we are. This is what this series is all about. Yeah. These guys have like conquered their emotional issues. They're closer than they've ever been before. They're not going to let their friend get carried away. They're going to fucking finish this job. And they do it in the most insane way possible and it's awesome yeah it's a real you you and your your father you leap up from your seat to the multiplex popcorn spills around you a woman in a tube top is there for some reason they're suddenly fucking you know this the dankest edm track starts blasting it's so it's a great moment in it's cinema second only to sitting in the sun recording a podcast you look like a little mole rat it's yeah like never it's, seen the, the sun, sun is before. literally right in my eyes this is you in a nutshell. You're like, oh, it's so nice to be outside. I'm so happy and relaxed two minutes later. Ooh, Shut up. I'm fine. Look at what I'm doing. I'm at an angle. Yeah, I'm trying to look at you. And you know what I... You don't have to, order look, to look What is that? I don't know. I've been watching someone bike behind you earlier. There's a dog. <laughs> I got in quite a view. I've got a show over Fuck. here. Um, but why I think uh, Eva Mendez... What was her character name? I, I don't remember. Yeah. Why a she... lot of, there's a lot of names in these movies. I want to give ourselves a little out here. There's so many I mean, I always give myself an out because I never remember them anyway. Well, I hold myself but to a higher standard. I think she's MVP because uh, she's strong. She's cool. She has a big belt. She has a giant one belt. one she wears a belt where you're like, this is wild. Uh, but I think ultimately everyone sort of is doubting her and like, is she a spy? Is she a triple agent? But at the end of the day, she's not only is she not she's got it she's in control and she's like she puts up with so much shit yeah fucking the drug guy grab her butt yeah and he fucking it's like if you touch another man i'm gonna fucking kill you and she, and she does give little paul walker a little kiss on his houseboat what a fucking glow up for paul walker but what's cool is that at the end of the movie it's not like they're now together or in love it's like yeah they fucked maybe we don't even really know they fucked and then they have energy she's like yeah it's nice working with you 
And he's like, yeah, likewise. And they share a glance. And Roman's like, my boy Brian is at it again with the, yeah. with the ladies. But it's over. It's not like she's now in love with Paul. Like, that's not the point. They go she's, their separate ways. And she's stronger than he is. Yeah. She's, she's like more in charge of her life and everything around her than anyone else in the movie. I think she gets my vote for MVP. That's a, a well-articulated case. I tip my hat to you, sir. Thank you. A tip of the hat. Ah, thank you. <laughs> Isn't this better than being in a basement or a studio? Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah sure, well, is. sure is. You go. Trample your hat on with one hand. I'm trying to just get this situation under control. Wow. You look so dorky. <laughs> That's a good luck for you. You look like you did ex- ecstasy like five minutes ago. I seen a visor. You need a visor. You need a visor. Wow. You're wearing, he's wearing a, a baby yellow fucking beanie over his tie-dye hoodie. It's a good look. <laughs> um, where to go? From here, I don't know. I think we should record out here exclusively. Wow, really? Yeah, I'm just I'm completely addicted to this. God damn it. Well, I have a backyard too, so that's okay. Yeah. Um, maybe just all outdoors. Okay, so now. yeah, all outdoors. Okay, so a couple things. As I mentioned a minute ago, in the first movie, Paul Walker is sleeping in the back room of a car store. Yeah. And does he get a little action back there? Sure does. Fellas, yeah. He smashes Mia in the fucking car shop, which is very on brand for both of them. This movie, he's got a fucking, dan- he's sitting on Tesh's cool ass houseboat. Yeah. It's sick. Yeah. I was like very into that houseboat situation. Yeah. So I, I think to go back to uh, the the universe as a large and what what's going on here is. As a large. That was so cute. We, yeah, sh- whatever. I'm, you're falling apart. I'm falling apart. The this sun, is wild. Look, dude, I might have... You're, you're like a valuable vinyl record where yeah. left to the elements, it warps and the you know the grooves begin to melt. And, and what was once a crisply played song by Little Feet, like Slip Away, becomes a muddled DJ screw-like experiment in degraded audio. I mean, they're both good. So they are both you. good. Yeah. Did he ever do that? Man, DJ screw doing Slip Away. It's so easy to slip. Or it's so easy to zip. I mean, I think this is as close as it's ever going to get. So re- this is good. Yeah. This is fucking good shit. You should we call him. Our- call him. He's dead. Rip. <laughs> so he rips. John, Jesse, DJ Screw. But yeah, so this this is a movie Paul. that uh, celebrates friendship. And I love those. Those mm. are some of my favorite kind of movies. It's not about fucking family. And I love it. You're fighting a one-person war on this. No, I'm not. Yes, I am. I don't care. <laughs> I don't fucking care. You're much like Bucky, the I Winter don't Soldier. Want this to become like about family? It I want. Does. I want them. I know, and I'm sort of <laughs> unavoidably. That is the brand. of You know the what series. I like is that every character is independent. They have teams. Their friendships, but we get a sense of who they are. And like the moment where they're talking on the bridge, and he's like, Romans finally says, "You know, I've been blaming you for my mistakes my entire life, but." I'm not. I, 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 why did I do that? It's my responsibility. I made mistakes, and I'm taking them. And then he's like, "Yeah, you know what? It's probably like that's why I let Dom go because I was feeling that." He, he points out that maybe Brian's sense of guilt over Roman is what led him to, to allow Dom Toretto to escape the end of Fast and the Furious One. Yeah, and it's like it's like what a cool like that is a connection to a previous movie. Like, yeah, that is such a cool way to bridge this inexplicable plot and actions that people go through, and like, oh, we're going to write a new movie. And base like use plot elements that barely made sense in the first one to actually create a depth of character in the second one. Right, and also you know I, th- I think will you permit me to mention Star Wars? Yeah, I often complain about that horrible sequence in Return of the Jedi where which one? There's so many to choose from. The the, the really bad the scene that's truly 
truly regrettable. And I'm not talking about, I'm not even addressing the reworked movie. I'm saying in the original form, the bit on the, the walkways where Luke and Leia have a conversation that explains oh, much yeah. of, and then, then Luke leaves and Han shows up and then they have a conversation. It's like just some and then of the Darth laziest- Vader starts talking to an Ewok. And yeah, holy shit. Just like the most convenient, lazy plot development where the, everyone yeah. has this, like, this is a, a artfully, simply, like, it's a beautiful, it's a short scene. It's like a minute long. Yeah, and it, it 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 does something really elegantly. That's a really hard target to hit. And you watch these movies, and it's easy to be like, "Just get to the cars, man! Get to those tube tops." Yeah, that's all we want—cars and two two tips. Tube tops, black tops, driving cars and shooting rocks and Oh my god! Oh, here's something I forgot to mention. In the first scene of this movie, they're all fucking balling out to a beautiful, beautiful song. At Which the song? street race. Which Do you remember song? what song it is? No. Oh, yeah. Everyone in the <laughs> yeah. movie is having a fucking blast to the song Too Fast, Too Furious. Yeah. Brilliant. I love it. I gotta look Brilliant. up who did the song because it's so fucking good. So we watched, we, we did mention earlier that we watched uh, Turbocharged Prelude. And that is everything that's wrong with, like, you feel like what happened was maybe these were outtakes or ideas that they were shooting and then realized that you really don't need his journey from L.A. to Miami. And they decided to release it as a short film. But, like, that's the problem is this movie does a lot of showing and doesn't do that. Like, oh, do you think the the audience is going to wonder how he got from L.A. to Miami? Yeah, I mean, I didn't give a shit. No, it's like, no, no one cares. Like, he's in Miami now. It's a new story. He banged, he street raced, and ended up in Miami. Wow, cool. That's exactly yeah. what I thought. Okay, so Ludacris did a lot of the music for this. This sound, This playlist is pretty crazy. Yeah, good soundtrack. Good, good stuff. We got Strangely, Fat the, Joe, the guy... Dead Prez, Joe Budden, Chingy, R. Kelly, of course. Yikes! <laughs> Yikes! Pitbull. So I, I guess I'm, I'm. It's time to ask. I just want to ask you the question. Are you? Are you asking the question? I'm asking you the question. Are you asking the question? No, I'm more stoked than ever. I like loved this movie. Yeah, and as we know, that the second movie in a franchise is a really fraught thing. Like. You know, I know you mentioned Shrek Two. I actually like Shrek Two is kind of a complicated movie. I don't think I, I in retro, I don't think it's aged well in my head. Like it blossoms and opens up Shrek, but it's I I don't know. I think like a Bad Boys Two, and this is in league with that kind of two. And we've we've encountered so many like like really bad second installments. I was really worried that this is going to lose momentum and be like a real Blade Two or Austin Powers Two, and we don't land in that territory so knowing that this did so well knowing what's to come knowing that the, the peaks are so so far ahead of us maybe as i recall them yeah i'm, I'm more excited than ever for three a yeah. movie I've, I've never seen tokyo drift okay so this is where i started okay and i remember loving tokyo drift and it was like the only thing i'd seen uh i i just remember the car ship being really good it better be. They're in Tokyo. Man. I remember the acting being really bad. So this is this is such a weird franchise because we know that now both Paul Walker and Vin Diesel are out. That's insane. Yeah, and they shifted over to a whole like a new boring cowboy. But there, I mean, in Japan, they must have been already thinking about this expansion as like a larger franchise gesture. Why maybe do you see that? Generous. Because I don't like, think so. You think this was like they just thought they lost these guys? Well, yeah. I, so here's what I mean. I think that. Vin Diesel's out, and I think that that's like we. What a mistake! What a career mistake for him to like just. He did fine. No, but I mean, maybe not career mistake, but just like 
I, I feel like if you're in a movie, I guess that's the weird thing about acting is that people want, they want to make another one. That's all the producers. They get a new director and they're like, all right, let's get the actors back. And they're just like, nah, I'm okay. So what do you do? You have to like create something new. And I think that, again, we find again and again that limitations are really what brings series to a new place. We don't have Dom anymore. Well, what can we do? Oh, we can get some new characters that actually make sense. And like it really allows the new team to create something that they want to do. So it seems like to me, three is like, Paul Walker also said, no, thanks. I don't really want to do this if we're just going to do the same thing or Finn's still not in. So they go do something else and just like keep churning out these franchise things. And I think it's, I think that's great. I don't mind, I don't mind the churning out franchise things. Well, I mean, certainly the, the hard pivot in this was such a delivery that I, I'm just looking forward to three. I don't know. Yeah. I'm fucking bring it the fuck on. Yeah, I think it's going to be super fun. And I, I'm, I'm hopefully they're not going to go back to one's terrible portrayal of Asian culture. Yeah, this, that, that is certainly an area of it, which I have great anxiety. It is a concern. I, mean, in, I don't in, remember. In Fast and Furious 2, Suki's great. Uh, uh, we, we have Jimmy, the, the, the engineer. Yeah. There's more of a casual representation of, of Asians as part of the team as opposed to like, yeah, one was a, what a regrettable movie. I think that's, and that's what's fun is that it becomes Roman and Brian's story about halfway through and we sort of lose that initial, like the four people we talked about in the race and that whole group. And then the ending is so joyful. Yeah. Like, it's just well, the, the, their big their big trick to get away from all the cops chasing them is to have Tej and all the the whole gang of street racers to team. pour it's out of fucking gang. Uh, the whole team of street racer fellas and gals and squad, and they pour out of the, the fucking garage they've hidden in and confound those dang cops once and for all. Then they chase down the car to the GPS, and guess what? It's Suki and motherfucking Tej. <sighs> so suck good. our dicks. But cops. I think that's what I, that's what's so great is that this is about the team. And I like that Suki and Tej are their own thing. Yeah. I like and that. we see their little subplot. Where yeah. At the beginning, they're sort of flirting. And by the end, they're, apparently, they're like in a serious, committed relationship. Yeah, they're, they're Good planning, for them. Planning out the house. We should all be together. so lucky to find the Tej or Suki that we long <laughs> oh for in God. life. Yeah. I want both. Can I get yeah. one of each? I don't know, man. Yeah, too much to ask for. Too much to ask for. Fuck. I think this is great. I'm so stoked for three. You excited? I'm excited. Hell yeah. Yeah. Let's go fucking get him. Let's watch Tokyo it. Tokyo Drift. Three. One, two. One, two, three. <laughs> there we go. One, two, three. Welcome Shut to... Shut up. <laughs> the fuck is that dog doing? Scout, Scout, Scout. Oh, there's just people. Okay. It's just people, Scout. Yeah. Well, welcome to When Will It End? <laughs> it's like we gotta do the photo real quick. Yeah. Hello. Harry... Harry cannot come out here. No, no, no. It's okay. It's okay. He's, he's just stupid. <laughs> he's just stupid. Yeah. <laughs> oh, photo. That's all right. <laughs> Okie doke. Um, good pre-roll. We're gonna get some good wind chimes on this one. Yeah. Don't worry. He's he's too he's slow and stupid. He's you can't. He's not gonna trick you yet. Cut it out, Harry. 